Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Yeah, you heard what the man said. We are those weekend golf guys. And today, especially those golf guys and girls, we've got uh, some special guests we're going to be introducing here in a little bit. But first, uh, welcome back from that uh, Top 100 Teacher Conference. We missed you uh, last week, Mr. Jeff. Did you learn anything? Well, of course I did. Okay, good. You know, I, I learned a bunch of stuff. You know, and people keep asking me, you always go to these education seminars. At what point do you stop learning? And the answer is, Probably when I'm dead. <laughs> Probably when I'm dead. Because, you know, the truth is, is that there's some things that are out there and you listen to presentations from one teacher or another and you learn either something new, something different, but the, it's the same thing shown or presented in a way that makes more sense or that in yet another way that I can present it. So it's either confirming what I, I know and do or is something completely new. And I am always hopeful that it is something completely new. So that way I can expand my knowledge, pay more attention, um, you know, just find yet another way of getting people better. Right. And um, I, I, I find that events like that, sometimes the best learning comes, sometimes when you're not listening to the presentation, but when you're at dinner, with a few other golf professional friends and stuff starts to come out and mm. somebody comes up with a way and they dump this nugget out there on the table and everybody goes, wow, I never thought about doing it that way. And one of our guests today, um, you know, she does the same thing. We go to the same events. We, we've know each other from, from continually going to get better. Uh, Sarah stone. And she is, uh, she's from the bears club in West Palm Beach, Florida. I think it's West Palm or is it Jupiter? I can't remember. But anyway, it's in, it's in, uh, golf heaven (laughs) where she gets to work. And then in the summertime, she gets to go up to Westchester country club, uh, in, in New York, um, and gets to work up there. So Mm. she's got like the best of both worlds. Summertime, she's up there amongst some great teachers and great people. And then she gets to basically follow the sun. Life really, another chapter of life really sucks for a golf teaching <laughs> professional is yeah. is about to come up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, well, listen, fun. if if, if the, uh, the amazing Jeff Smith, the all-powerful Jeff Smith can learn something from this Sarah Stone chick, maybe you can too. Um, we're coming right back and we'll put that to the test. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. There's a number I want you to keep in your head right now. That number is 10,000. We'll come back to it in a minute. 10,000 is the brand name of the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts I personally have ever worn. I alternate back and forth between the cycle and the rowing machine. Let me tell you about these 7-inch interval shorts from 10,000. The shorts are silver ion for permanent odor protection. There's no bounce pockets. They're breathable and lightweight fabric. And there's an optional liner. This is the part I love. There's a liner that is very comfortable and it prevents chafing. You heard me. Prevents chafing. What's the number I told you to remember? 10,000. The fabric feels really luxurious and it's very high quality. I'm going to get you a deal. 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc, not .com, .cc. Enter code GOLFGUYS and you'll get 15% off your purchase. That's 10,000.cc and enter code GOLFGUYS. 
It's going to be one of those uh, mornings where we learn a lot about how to play golf better because we've got some of the best people whose job it is to teach you how to play golf better. On with us right now, of course, the inimitable Mr. Jeff Smith, live from Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, and uh, joining us, Miss Sarah Stone. You're in Florida this time of year, I understand, right? Yeah, that's correct. Jupiter, Florida. Jupiter, Florida. Mm. Doesn't stink down. No, it, it does not. There, does it, Sarah? No, the last couple of days have been about 56 degrees, so we have the puffy vests and the long pants on, you know, in Florida. <laughs> that's right. Break out the winter clothes. It's almost 60. <laughs> <laughs> It's really different down here at 56 degrees than it does up there at 56, that's for sure. Yeah, well, your blood thins very quickly when you uh, get south of the Mason-Dixon line. Absolutely. You know, I I grew up in northern Maine, northern New England, man, and I couldn't stand that weather now. Could not. (laughs) I mean, 37 degrees below zero without a wind chill factor on one Christmas morning. Oh, thanks. 37 below. You know what you can do with 37 below? (laughs) Nothing. You can stay inside. <laughs> That's right. That's what you can do. Absolutely so, nothing. So, Sarah Stone, can you tell me a little, little bit about, outside of the shockingly better weather and environment that you get to, to be in every day than us here and stuck in the Midwest, can you tell me a little bit about some of the fun people you get to teach? Sure, yeah. Um, well, in Bears Club, we have like a, a really cool membership with, uh, they, they kind of have the idea of, it takes more than a half an hour to get better, which is uh, a really nice mindset to have. <laughs> so uh, I get to wait work a minute. <laughs> Say that again for the rest of the, our listening audience. Yeah. You mean you can't just get everything like pulling up to McDonald's drive-through and getting a better golf game? Is that? Yeah, huh? I wish wish you could, but we wouldn't have jobs. No, um, <laughs> no. The the culture there is uh, you got to take some time. You got to you got to put it in hour and a half to two to three hour lessons. Uh, blocks is what I do down here five days a week. New York is uh, one half hour after another, maybe an hour occasionally. But yeah, the mentality different shifts down here. Do people who live in a uh, environment where they can play golf all the time and probably do play golf all the time actually get better or be better to begin with than uh, those of us who have seasons? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it has to do with the uh, student's mindset. I think wherever you have the time to spend, if you spend it correctly, you would get better. So I don't know that having a year-round conditions would actually make you better if you weren't committed to being better. Spoken like a true teacher. <laughs> <laughs> You've not heard anything like that before, John. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I'll show you how to do it, John, but you're going to have to practice it to get better. No, that wasn't the deal. <laughs> I, I worked for three years in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, Beth Daniel, of course, the LPGA superstar in the 80s, Learned how to play golf. She was from, I forget which one of the island courses was her home course. Was it Kiowa or was it the other one whose name escapes me? But anyhow, one of those fancy schmancy golf courses, resort type courses off the coast of South Carolina. Beth Daniel learned how to play golf from the pro there whose name also escapes me. So I'm going to be sorry I brought this story up eventually. <laughs> but I, the readers are, the listeners already are. But he had a sign in the pro shop that said lessons. Series of six was like three hundred dollars. Series of ten was like five fifty. One lesson was ten thousand dollars. And you ask him why, and he said, Because if you only take one lesson, you're expecting a miracle, and damn it, you're gonna pay for a miracle. So there you go. <laughs> I had That's a, one uh, long golf lesson right there. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I have a member at Westchester that would grab me all the time for a five minute quick fix. Finally, I said, that's going to cost you $500 or you can take an hour lesson for 150. <laughs> and he looked at me like he couldn't believe what I just said. I said, that's, that's what's so important about the time that you spend with somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't want to hear that. No, <laughs> they, they just want what they want when they want it. They're children. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. You know, if it's just not fair, if you know what I'm doing wrong and you know how to fix me, you shouldn't keep it to yourself. Come on, man. True. Here's something. I have I have uh, had a, a good look at uh, the resume of, of one Miss Sarah Stone. She has taught a oh, relatively famous person. Really? A president of the United States has stood on her lesson team <laughs> listening and trying to do what she said. That is amazing. Did he argue with you? Uh, no. Well, okay. maybe a little bit. <laughs> and there so are, there are the other question questions I which have, I have, which I won't ask. But go ahead, Mr. <laughs> Jeff. The, the question that I've got for you on that, Sarah, is how is it that you're teaching at some point in his career uh, the most powerful person in the free world and – how does it feel to have that person intently hanging on what you're trying to help him with? What's the feeling I mean, that you get as a teacher? It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know any other adjectives to use. Um, he was a neat guy to work with, you know, uh, just trying to, first of all, getting past the whole idea of it being like a male-female dynamic to, you know, you're actually going to learn something if you come and spend time with me. But he liked to hit a lot of golf balls. He wouldn't leave a shot until he hit it exactly the way he wanted to hit it. Most of the lessons were on the golf course, not on the driving range. How good a golfer was right. he to begin with? Not, not, not great. I don't okay. know. <laughs> well, that's good. It, it is we're nice not- to know that the you know, most powerful man in the free world is like normal. You know, the, yeah, the current president <laughs> is a very good golfer. I've played a lot of golf with him, but the uh, one that we're speaking of was was mm-hmm. really trying to be better at golf. But, right, um, struggled and like the. How about the the famous presidential golfer in between those two? Ever have any run-ins with him at all? Or I haven't. Yeah. I've seen his golf swing. He's played at some of the courses I've worked at. I, I think he's a lefty. If yeah, I'm he correct. is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, he's working with uh, one of my girlfriends in Don D.C. on his game, so he'll be good. He'll okay. get better. All right. Yeah. See, that is it. terrific. So tell me, the, you have uh, – you didn't grow up in, uh, in Rye, New York, where you're teaching, and you didn't grow up in South Florida. How did you make a transition from playing uh, as a child and, and learning the game? But you were, you were a tennis player too, weren't you? Yeah, that's correct. I went to college to play tennis, played golf just for another sport. I was, I'm very petite. So, uh, volleyball, basketball, softball, those sports didn't really align with, with me. So I ended up tennis, golf, played golf, um, my sophomore year of college at Ferris State, but went through the tennis management program. So I'm actually a certified tennis professional. So I knew I'd get into coaching and the director of the PGM program, Matt Pinner, told me I was, I was a golf pro. And so he got me a job interview with John Kennedy at Westchester Country Club. And then I ended up, uh, in this amazing industry, <laughs> teaching and coaching. Mind-blowing, isn't it? The places you get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it, interesting. You're, uh, you're, your parents don't even live here, and you get to go visit them in one of the places that I always aspire to go. And I am, like, freakishly jealous of that. Yeah, well. They live in 
they live in Ireland, John. Oh, okay. So she gets to go home for a visit, and she gets to go places like Waterville and Tralee and yep. Old Head. Right. And, and play like a native. That I have, are on my bucket list. <laughs> And do, it, and do it without the touristy stuff that's associated with it. Correct. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. My parents are good Midwestern uh, people. They would host both of you at their house, cook you dinner, and tell you where to go. <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. I would rather have them show me the directions to the golf course as opposed to telling you where to go. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's no different than anybody else Jeff has ever had dinner with. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys, though. I go over there and I hang out with them, and my mom's in year two of learning golf. So um, she's just good enough to join me on some of these courses, which – which makes quite a gamble on whether or not you want to play Trilly with a 40 handicapper or you just want to stay home and read a book. Yeah. I, uh, I'm sorry. I, hey, come on. She's your mom. You got to be nicer than that. She's Sarah, come on. To this too, you know, I have to tell her. <laughs> what, oh, what there's, there's a lot, there's a lot more to learn. Was, a lot more to learn about people too. When we, when we come back, we've got, uh, Sarah Stone, who is one of the best golf pros in the world, teaches uh, down in uh, Florida and and in New York, Westchester County, depending on the time of year and the temperatures thereof. And Mr. Jeff Smith, of course, who's always here. Or maybe I I don't know how the tone was. He's always here. Well, uh, always no, here. Don't <laughs> Whatever. Make it sound like, that. <laughs> like I got nothing better to do. And they will both. And they will both be back in just a second. Hang out with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golfguys. The Social Security Administration's computer servers are 45 years old. Computer servers at Health and Human Services are 50. Maybe that's how cyber criminals hacked U.S. Census Bureau's computers where everything about you is stored. The threat of some cyber thief stealing your credit card is not your biggest risk. Your massive risk is that he takes over ownership of your home. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest-growing crimes. Cyber criminals simply hack into vulnerable government, bank, or mortgage company servers where copies of your home's title is stored. He forges your signature, stating that you sold your home to him. Then he borrows on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until collection notices show up. Protect your most viable asset. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO, HomeTitleLock.com. I promise we'll be back, and here we are. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, and down in Florida. Uh, is it West Palm, Sarah? Jupiter. Jupiter. That's right. You said that. Jupiter. A couple times. Yeah. Back. Maybe West Neptune, Palm. maybe Saturn. No, Jupiter is where she is. <laughs> Sarah Stone. This is what happens in golf lessons, Sarah. He, he doesn't listen. <laughs> huh? No petition. I will have you know that the last show we did that you were conspicuous by your absence thereon is intrepid producer Mark was extolling your virtues. It's a good thing you weren't listening because your head would have exploded, all right? <laughs> None of those hats you wear would have fit. But oh his boy. his game, that simple little 30-minute – Not I'm going to go against everything we've said up to this point, but that simple little 30-minute lesson he had with you has improved his golf game substantially. Now, I, I, I don't want to play with him anymore. That's what it comes down to, man. <laughs> you know? 
Well, he's already said like four years ago that he didn't want to play with you anymore. So he finally <laughs> this week got it. Good, it's a good thing. If his contract, up, if his compensation wasn't free golf with me, he wouldn't. I understand that. <laughs> but anyhow, no, that the you know the, the simple yeah. things, okay. and, and sometimes the point trying to make is sometimes, and, and I'm sure you probably will both hopefully agree, it's the simple things that can make the biggest difference. You don't have to make any yeah. huge changes in your game or your approach to it in order to get substantially better quickly. Well, he certainly did not. No. Um, there are those who, who do need some help. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there, there are those who seem to need some, let's say, convincing. I like to let the evidence do the convincing. Mm-hmm. John, as I was working with you, you, you recall there were some things there that I just showed you that were small but vital, really. Yes. They were very important. Yes. I recall just looking at the astonished look on your face like, where's that been? <laughs> and I knew it was coming. And so I just was waiting for you to accept that and decide to do it on your own. Right. And oddly enough, you took it more in stride, more like an adult would do <laughs> than many of the, the, the non-adults that I get to teach. <laughs> Yeah. You know, when radio guys start acting like adults, it really surprises everybody. I understand that completely. It does. It does. Honestly, you didn't even ask for me for me to do it for free. No. You know? No, I just expect, ex- expected it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You just flat out told me at the That's beginning, right. I'm not paying you for I'm this. I'm not paying you for this. That's right. Right. Which is why we only spent about five minutes. <laughs> exactly. And I'm surprised <laughs> I still get the right information. But no, I, I understand completely um, what, what you're saying about that. And the thing that I love about the little, without going into great detail, about the little conversation we had is now when I have that power draw problem, <laughs> I uh, I know why. Power draw. Sarah I know knows, why. Sarah knows that's code for nasty. <laughs> You're such smoke a good coach, coach, Jeff. You've already got your student talking in positives on their negatives. <laughs> Isn't it <that> amazing? <laughs> that's awesome. He's John, I think that. what you need to do next is I think you and I need to get on a plane, head down to South Florida, mm-hmm. and seek out Sarah's own. And let her ridicule. I mean, excuse me. Um, <laughs> help you I'll get better. I think that we need to do that. Uh, okay, that's something that I would greatly enjoy because I have seen her in a social environment. She hangs with the best of them. Okay, she knows exactly how she to can, get this. this she can keep party up. Started. Okay. Uh huh. That's cool. Oh yeah. By the way, she even eats dessert when I share at mine. Okay. Can you believe it. Well, you know, as long as you're buying, of course, I would too. Well, <laughs> I ordered the red velvet cake. She decided she'd have a little oh, bit. Oh, red velvet cake is nice. That's good. <laughs> I think we I'm a dessert cookies. guy. I think we yeah. did the, the, the fresh baked cookie skillet with the vanilla ice cream the last night. Yeah, we did that too. Yeah, we okay. did that too. No, some no. other coaches dipping in on that. They were pretty pretty into that. Note to self, eat breakfast before doing show. That way you don't <laughs> – yeah. Stomach doesn't you know, start gurgling enough, when they talk about food. Yes. Sarah is also uh, knows a handful of the people that are also friends of our show. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, that's a little. That's just being connected. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had a nice conversation with uh, another friend of the show, Mr. John Hobbins. Uh, he had some wonderful things to say about Miss Sarah Stone, mm-hmm. uh, about her personality and her skills as a teacher. He says right. she is uh, widely regarded as being a top teacher uh, in in the Met section. As a matter yeah. of fact, she's also a great player in the Met section. I think a player of the year at some point. Is that right? Yeah, 2012, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So, John, not only can she teach you how to play it better, she can also yeah, she can teach you how to play better and then beat you senseless. That's right. Right. Get your uh, your 
your attitude up, get your, your ego going, and then go out and play for money and take it all back. Watch her steal it right I'm just, from you. I'm just interested, Sarah, in, in you mentioned that you went to, to college to play tennis. What got you into golf? I know you're you couldn't do all the all the all the big girl sports because you're <laughs> you're not large in stature. But why pick up a golf club? Were your parents into it or family relatives or was it just something you thought you'd do? No, I actually went to a, a camp. It was a week-long sports camp, believe it or not. And one of the activities was golf. And um, the counselor grabbed my mom at the end of the camp. It was like, your daughter has some serious talent. I had no idea. He had me actually sign a piece of paper. And he showed my parents that he had my autograph. He's like, because she's going to go out and play at a high level. Uh. So my mom and dad don't play. And my dad has a barber who had a golf professional that worked with him. And so he connected me with him. And his name is Jeff McKinnon, and he looked just like Chris Farley and acted just like Chris Farley. <laughs> so he made it a lot of fun to be around. And he he taught me um, based off of Mickey Wright's golf swing, which is a pretty good swing model. Yeah. And he really got me to fall in love with the game, which I, I give him that all day. I mean, I could have gone on and played great or not played great, but either way, I was in love with the game of golf. So that's kind of my journey. That seems to be, I mean, wow. especially to put up with, with the guff that you get from people like you guys. You have to love the game in order to continue sometimes after a, a, a session with Jeff, especially. <laughs> well, you know, we have to put up with that because, you know, we see things that are just, you know, sometimes like in, in our lesson, John, I, at the end of it, you know, I, my eyes weren't bleeding so badly. It was great. It was, yeah. But at the beginning, wow. <laughs> so we have to, you know, find a way to make the whole day enjoyable or yeah. Or we're in trouble. The thing of it is now is intrepid producer Mark hits hits the first tee with a pocket full of pennies, and it's just he How seems about that? to, <laughs> that's because that's what he said. He said, "I still can't hit the golf ball, but boy, I was hitting those pennies in Jeff's place really good." So, <laughs> but that I like that, yeah. But I mean, that's that's just a simple exercise that anybody can do. That uh, he actually does it now in his living room, just swings I, a little I bit. I hope he's got something to stop those pennies from embedding into the wall. He he does. He uh, he put up some some barriers. He's got to replace right. got to replace the carpet soon, but you know. I have to do a repaint job too. Yeah, he's taking divots out of the carpet, but that's the thing that makes you guys outstanding in the field is it's not by rote. You can look at somebody, see what somebody does, see what they do wrong, and quickly surmise how to convince them or, or communicate to them very simply how to do it correctly. That's a talent you know, that, that a lot of people don't have, guys. Interestingly enough, when I've talked to Sarah and she's shown me some videos of some of the, the people that she's worked with, you know, there's some pretty interesting stuff going on there. And then, you know, she's got to stand there as a, as a golf instructor and say, all right, let's make this thing better. Let's make this thing work. And there's got to be uh, an enormous amount of creativity that you've got going on inside of that head of yours, right, Sarah? Because some oh, of those things I, you're showing me is just, not just creativity, but like verbalizing it back to the student because the words are so important, right? How many times have you heard people say, oh, my coach keeps saying the same thing over and over. I'm not getting any better. And I'm, I'm like trying to figure out another descriptive word to use to get them to do it the way that I want them to do it. And it takes an enormous amount of creativity and convincing. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have to be good with people. Yeah, that's right? true. You know, out of all the people that continue to come to us, everybody's different from session to session. It might be the same person, but they're not bringing us the same them every day. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we have to adapt. You know, we have to be the chameleons. And it's, right. Uh, right. And, you know, there's people who come to you for a lot of different reasons. We call it, you know, sometimes you got to give them a hug lesson. That's what I call it. You know, they just want right. to 
tell you about what a bad day they had and they're hitting balls in between. And, and some people really, really want to work. They want to work out. So it's, it's reading the person in front of you and giving them what they want for that time. I always say you give them a little bit of what they want and then you do a little of what you think they need to get them better. Isn't that amazing? How difficult is it for you to convince people what they need? Let me rephrase the question. Do you run into people who don't agree with your um, ascertainment of what it is they need? I think a lot of it comes from being a good listener. You know, if someone says they want to just have fun and then they say that they're not shooting a score that they want, then you can bring to their attention that the whole goal of why they're there is completely shifted. You know, right. well, you said you wanted to have fun. So you're, we've created a golf swing that allows you to move the ball forward and have a good time with your friends and family. And now you're coming to me telling me that you're shooting 56 and you want to shoot 49. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to do that, that's, that's the whole game that coaches play is right. We have to convince them the road or the path they need to go down when they change what they're trying to do with the game of golf, because it does shift, right, Jeff, all the time. Uh, I all think. the time. As soon as somebody reaches one goal, they instantly shift their goal to something else. But the truth is, is that sometimes in that great example you just gave, sometimes we have to define what fun is. Because sometimes they, they say one thing is fun, like I want to laugh and joke on the golf course with my buds, but they want to do it while shooting 36. And so if they're shooting 46 when they want to shoot 36, then all of a sudden they're not having the kind of fun that they think they should have. So then we have to figure out, all right, how are we going to get them to shoot closer to what they want and get them a little bit more realistic all at the same time? we got to figure that out. I had a guy at Westchester Country Club where I teach, he came to me. I'm like, all right, you know. Jeff, whatever. What are you doing here today? He's like, I want to suck less. That's what he said. I almost <laughs> fell down laughing. <laughs> we're like, well, that's a pretty attainable goal. Like, we're on a good page right now. Like, it's not like I'm shooting 100 and I want to shoot 72. It was like, I just want to suck less. I was like, I love that. It was great. That's one of those quickly attainable goals. You can get to it immediately right. now sooner. I, I like to ask golf instructors exactly. this question. Is, is there like one or two things that most bad golfers share in common problem-wise? Yeah, I, these would be my two things. One, really bad concepts of, of how to move the ball forward would be number one. Okay. And number two would be the um, coaches that they did not hire. I hear one more person say, I need to keep my head down. <laughs> I want that on my gravestone. I want to be nearly Sarah Stone. She got rid of keep your head down. Right, Jeff? Could that not be the most frustrating phrase? Besides left arm straight, that might be the Yeah, it's, it's they're neck and neck in that yeah. race. Uh, yeah, we've, you know, so we've had this discussion. Who it is. Mm-hmm. We've I understand. had this discussion, John. Uh, how many yes, hundreds of times? Many. Yeah. Stick with us. We are those weekend golf guys. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Okay, you know the holidays are here, right? So stop the gift wrapping right now because I want to tell you about the perfect package. Christmas nuts? No, they're not pecans. They're not cashews. They're not walnuts. No, they're smooth. You ever stop to think maybe you got Santa's beard in your pants? You don't want that. No, no. In preparing the Christmas nuts, ever hurt yourself? Well, if you have, you remember it, and you're probably groaning and and wincing right now. I want to talk about the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. Inside that package, which is the perfect package, by the way, you will find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. It's an electric trimmer. Proprietary advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts. 
on the nuts. It also waterproofs, so you can use it in the shower, too. Performance Package 4.0 also includes Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Body Wash. This is the season to load up on Manscaped products, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, every guy you know, the perfect Christmas package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GOLFGUYS. Clean up your nuts. Make Santa proud this year, huh? All right, we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Hopefully he is still connected to whatever we can hear him through. Sarah Stone from Jupiter, Florida is uh, is with us also. Both highly regarded big time teachers. Of course, Jeff's claim to fame is is teaching me. Sarah, however, has had some presidents at at her lesson tee. Okay, Jeff, no matter response. Where you are. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. No matter where you are. <laughs> That's it. It's not where you are, it's who you know, man. It's who you know. Was it in Florida or was it in New York, Sarah? Up in uh, up in Westchester. Yeah. Oh, well, he he lives next door. Right. Is he a member there? Uh, or he's a member you... at a at a at a club I used to work at. Yeah. Oh, okay. Trying to trying to tiptoe on the line. Yeah, and, and how how easy is it to teach someone with four or five Secret Service people lurking about? <laughs> you no, know, it's actually a lot of fun. They they'll bet on which way the ball's going to go. <laughs> That's phenomenal. <laughs> they'll be back in the cart and they'll just do the point like to the side later. They'll point to the left. So were you interviewed for uh vetted, so to speak, before uh before you could teach the president of the United States golf? Not really. I mean, he wasn't the president when I taught him. He was he was a former president. You know, he's worked with a couple other pros there and um the owner of the club sent me out there to work with them. So that was kinda neat, you know. He was such a normal guy. Like we were talking about movies and my parents living in Michigan and, and the first pair of shoes he ever bought that were more than a hundred dollars. And he still owned that. You know what I mean? He was just a really neat guy too. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very charismatic. Yeah. Tell me a little bit. Your your favorite kind of student? Yeah. is one that wants to learn. The one that has the open mind. Doesn't matter what level. Is the one that when they get dropped off by mom and dad and they don't want to be there, is that the worst one for you? No, see, like, and this is going to sound very, very uh, different, but I create an environment for each student where I'm actually going to enjoy the time that I spend with them, not just that they're going to have a good time. (laughs) So that's a little selfish. I would say that's a little selfish as a coaching standpoint, but so if I get a drop off, I'm going to make that, I'm going to make that fun for me too, even though I don't love, I don't love those. You know, at the end of that lesson, that student needs to know that golf can be fun for somebody. And we still have to be in, in a good mood for the next one. I don't think that's the least bit selfish. Oh, that's good. <laughs> because, because no, really, because, because because John's far more selfish than specialist, that. Oh yeah, definitely. I I know selfish people. Um, when especially if someone comes that doesn't want to be there, all right. And if you've created an atmosphere where it's fun for you, fun fun is addictive. Fun is easily caught and transmitted. Rather than saying, "Hey, this is supposed to be fun. Have fun, damn it." <laughs> The beatings will continue until the morale improves, you know, that that whole thing. Uh, well, and to be fair, we get paid a lot of money to be with these people also. You know right. what I mean? There's, sure. another, there's another incentive besides, you know, yeah. the kid's going to love the game or this person in front of you. But this game is so great. I think it's it's a huge responsibility of every coach to help a student fall, whatever age, fall in love with the game. I mean, exactly. that's what we're looking for. Have you ever fired a student? That's a great question. Th- not that they know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just suddenly your schedule got very, very busy. Yeah, or well, you're like, you know, you know, Jeff over here is he's a great coach. I think you guys might speak a better language. He's got a little okay. different eye. Maybe you should try him next week. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay, so next you know, time we hear that, we'll know what they all should actually meet people. Okay. Yeah, if any of my students are listening, they'll be like, "Ooh, I had that conversation." <laughs> the funny part about that is, John, you just learned that she's not as blunt as I am, which is a point or two in her favor. Okay, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I'm getting, I'm getting close though. I am. I feel like the older you get in this business, the more you get. You know, if you get Sarah in September up north in New York, really blunt. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, good, yeah, right. Here in Florida, November is like whatever you need. I got all the time in the world. I can help you with anything. Just it's like a big mood change, change going, changing the latitude, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I found that out, you know, just in this call alone. John's the grumpy old man because it's cold, nasty outside and he can't take it because his bones are creaky. And I'm smart enough to sit in a warmer environment, and you're smarter, smarter than all of us because you're in South Florida. Yeah. So well, let me let me tell you what's making me cranky. It's it's the weather. It, it really is, man. And, and I was getting ready because we were going to play after the show last Sunday, and the high temperature was was expected to be about 48. All right, I don't care who you are. That's cold. Yeah, um, yeah. 48. And I was I was dressing accordingly. And my thoughts kept going back to when I was a kid growing up in New England. You know, you'd put you'd put the long underwear on and then the jeans and then the snow pants and then the shirt and the sweater and the and the coat and the mittens underneath the coat. Uh, you put the mittens on first and the coat and your mother kept saying, Now are you sure you don't have to go to the bathroom? Are you sure? And you say, Oh, I'm fine, Ma, and you go out and everything gets cold and your organs shrink and suddenly you realize you have to go to the bathroom. And you come back in and you're just just been out long enough to get wet and snowy and your mother's mad? Or is that just me? No, I grew up in Michigan. We did the same thing, John. Yeah. I'm on board with what you're saying. Exactly. And that's what I feel <laughs> yeah. like when I get dressed to play golf now. Yeah, you, you gotta go warm. You gotta go warmer. Yeah. I got I gotta get out of here, man. You gotta get out of there. We gotta we gotta we should have we should pull what all successful radio talk shows do is we should have our Southern Command headquarters. Love it. Do a little is that it? Studio work. How Maybe about, Sarah, you want to set us up Jupiter a studio floor. down there in do Jupiter? <laughs> I love I'm it. game. I'll write it. <laughs> I'm game. I'm str- I'm trying to finagle a way to go down south and, and teach a little golf with Sarah. So if we can finagle a radio show to do to do the southern headquarters nonsense I mean stuff, mm-hmm. um, we could uh, we could do that. Yeah. That sounds good. It, There's it plenty of people out. down here to throw on your show too. You know, we've got at least 39 to 45 different PGA Tour professionals just floating around down here. Yeah, Out I mean, you just like walk walk into them crossing the streets in Jupiter, Florida, Correct. don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, even even our buddy, um, yeah, Mr. Thomas, Justin, lives in Justin Jupiter. Justin Thomas, yeah. Yeah. Justin Thomas. We, by the way, Sarah, we, we like three uh, PGA Tour players uh, on our show, just one uh, I've had a chance to work with since he was in eighth grade. Uh, he's out on the PJ Tour now, and I don't get to see him very much anymore. But uh, Tyler Duncan, mm-hmm. uh, he's from Columbus, Indiana, and I've had a chance to see him and work with him since a long time. Uh, and Justin Thomas, because he's from Louisville, Kentucky, where John is from and the radio show emanates from. And the other one, we like to say we like him just because we like his name and we like to say his name on the radio. But we haven't said it very much recently because there's been some bad press, but Mr. Thorbjorn Olsen. We oh, like yeah. saying that. Yeah, Thorbjorn Olsen goes back to the Swedish chef on the Muppets, one of my all-time a bad, uh, a bad plane trip, right? Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. But that's it, was, uh, that's it. And as you alluded to, too, when you had spoken, I think we were off here when you said you had been uh, been on PGA Tour radio a little bit. And they're, they're uh, a lot more focused, a lot less uh, frivolous than are we. Can you put it mm-hmm. that way? Yeah, um, I would say yeah. a little more structure, a little more serious. Yeah. And um, we're not like that. We don't take ourselves seriously. It's a fun game. We're trying to emulate the fun that is golf. It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. It is. And even when you have to uh, work hard, there are just so many things that can go wrong. But if you eliminate any of them, you can find you have a much better time. Like if you can actually learn how to turn your body. (laughs) You know, took me a while, but I learned. He used to do it just on the beach when somebody would roll him over so he wouldn't burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> would do it for him. I had a I had a lady once that kept saying like I can't turn, I can't turn, I can't turn, and and I was like Sarah, you're facing me. You hit the ball. Now where are you facing? She's like the target. I'm like you turned. <laughs> right, Jeff. Like you use the they use I, like you need a different word. You can't use the word yeah. turn anymore. Then you have to use something else like rotate or. Find out, like, she studies different languages. I'm like, look up the word turn in German. Say that instead. I'm like, you're not not facing me anymore, so you definitely turned. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you were here, and now you're over there. Guess what? And when you can can reduce it to that, you know, when when you can can explain it to people. Yeah. that's, That's what makes you guys... Invited to that conference you were invited to, okay? <laughs> True. The ability to do it better than 99.9% of the other people who do it for a living. And um, True. you really need, if you if you really want to get, if you really want to get good, you need to approach a Sarah Stone, a Jeff Smith, uh, or about a hundred other people that you could name. I think they have them listed somewhere, too. Um, somewhere i'm not sure about all of the others i think (laughs) i'm not sure of all of the others but i know jeff and sarah are approachable (laughs) (laughs) it's true (laughs) it's true and i you know you don't have to approach me with money in hand you know out in front we can do that part later oh yeah yeah. he'll bill you he's not proud (laughs) (laughs) just don't drop your kids off and uh go somewhere for two hours and uh have us uh, babysit them (laughs) yeah yeah they're not babysitters they We'd rather do something different than that. <laughs> right. Your kid's going to get better at golf. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, last question I've got for you at the moment. Your favorite place to play. Ooh, that's a tough call. I know. I've worked at some great places and I've played a lot of great places. Um, I'm going to go. Ooh, I'm going to go Trilly. Oh, yeah. Ireland. I've played it twice on my birthday, and it is a special, it's a special walk. Yeah. I mean, if we go U.S. That's it, huh? That's, I don't know, that's tough. The Creek Club, man, that's, that's C.B. McDonald track. There's not, have you been there yet? I've not been there, no. There uh. is, that, I mean, I've, I've worked, Shinnecock's a special place, but the Creek, there's something about an original C.B. McDonald, like the history and the... The, the the architecture and it is incredible but I'm gonna go top top golf course is probably truly yeah how about that John what about you what's your favorite <laughs> my favorite yeah I don't know as I have a favorite um I, I, I the courses that I would play were I given the the option I, there's 
I'm going to sound like a homer here, but Valhalla. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I really, I, I've only played there once, but I really, really liked it. And I would really, really like to go again. Yeah, I can Jeff. understand why you'd say that. Yeah. Huh. Jeff? Um, boy, toss-up. Um, Castle Stewart comes to mind. Um, Wolf Creek comes to mind. Tobacco Road always comes to mind. I like golf courses that make me stand up and pay attention. Uh, and I have the most fun at those golf courses. Hmm. Oddly enough, I was fortunate enough in one week's time, I got to play two of the three on that list. Pretty cool. Uh, I get to play Wolf Creek in Mesquite, Nevada. Uh, and then I get to play Tobacco Road both a week ago ish. Um, but uh, I think that it's tough because I like them all. All three of those are strong, high on my list. Yeah. It's really hard because I think you pick different golf courses for different reasons, right? Because of where you, like, you work and the, the memories or the history. of Because I'm big into history. Right. The architecture, the layout, the right. location. I mean, you could you could just – it's hard. It would be like a horizontal list. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it would depend, <laughs> yeah. like you say, whether whether you're into it for the history or, or yeah. walking in the footsteps of other people who have walked there or – or you know something special has happened at that course. It's a, it's a U.S. Open course or Ryder Cup course, or or maybe it's just a course that you scored better than you've ever scored before in your life at. That might do it for you. Well, uh, you know, you know, that's interesting because I had not put that up into my into my hierarchy of golf courses. But my lowest or my best round of golf, um, given conditions and the time of year and uh, the conditions that I was. The, the equipment that I was playing with at the time, uh, my my best round of golf came at Crooked Stick, um, but it was not my lowest round of golf at all. Uh, but it was my best one. Yeah, and Crooked Stick so, is, is interestingly enough not too shabby a place to go back to either. We got a few more minutes left together, so I would uh, suggest you hang with us because we're all going to be here as soon as we come right back. Don't you move? We are those weekend golf guys. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Hey, I want to talk to you about Liquid IV. You know, I asked the folks at Liquid IV, I said, this stuff is great. Why does it work so good? And they said, well, it's a cellular transport technology. We're going to explain. I said, no, no. Come to think of it, I don't need to know how it works. I just need to know that it works. This time of the year, especially, you're not going to notice how dehydrated you get. You're not going to sweat a whole lot. And keeping hydrated is very important, whether you're on the golf course or whatever you're doing. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water is going to hydrate you as much as 48 ounces of water would and who wants to play golf or do anything with 48 ounces of water sloshing around in her belly love the flavors lemon lime strawberry watermelon my favorite pina colada whatever your favorite flavor you can get liquid iv nationwide at walmart or you can get 25 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code golf guys at checkout 25 percent off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code golf guys at liquidiv.com you want to see how great a golf instructor jeff smith really is it's very easy five dollar golf club.com the number five dollar golf club.com 
Okay, so recapping just a little bit, I mean, what we've had is conversations with two of the best golf instructors in the world, in my own humble yet nevertheless expert opinion. I doubt they will argue with me, but uh, on behalf of all of us uh, who can't play this game to save our lives and whose desire in life is to just suck a little less, we appreciate y'all being around. So, and appreciate you spending some time. And Sarah, what do you think? Think you might come back sometime or did we oh, I'd love death? to come back. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> Appreciate it. Spread the word too. We want to get uh, you know. I think all your all your students should listen. Oh, they'll be all in because I want to know which ones I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned you on the radio today. That's well, the right. suck less guy's gonna love it. <laughs> I talked about you, but you're gonna have to listen close to hear who you are. Exactly. That is great. So, do you have a set schedule between uh, Westchester and Jupiter, or is it just when the weather breaks? No, I'm usually May, May to middle of October in New York and then uh, middle of November to the middle of April in Florida. Yeah, I do five days a week down here and six days a week up north. So a little little, little bit more downtime for some activities besides uh, work, which is good. Yeah. Well, that's because you're in playground of America, right? You've got a beach. Midwestern fishing. girls got to go to the beach, right? New hobbies, fishing. I've taken up fishing in the last couple of years. Love it. Huh? Wow. How about that? See, I don't have the I don't have the patience to fish. I love catching fish. I hate waiting for them. Well, if you have some Coronas and some Cheetos, <laughs> submarine sandwiches. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, I'll have know. to try it that way. Yeah. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Now that you say, all right, now that you painted a picture, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I know I can drink just as heavy, I'm 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 cool. I'm in with it. I'm into yeah, it. Pontoon boat, intercoastal, <laughs> cruising around. You, we can create an environment for you, John, to really like fishing. I'm not worried about that. I got you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, more than you will ever know. I'll tell you what we got to do, guys. Is uh, we, we got to we got to get some lessons. Um, whether it be with a Sarah Stone, whether it be with a Jeff Smith, whether it be with you know Joe Blow at your club up the street, get some lessons. Don't put it off. Don't come up with any of those excuses that we have a plethora of. This is what we want you to do. Dress warm or find someplace warm to be. Get your clubs out of the back of the walk-in closet. Tell your wife they're in the car and that's where they're staying. Hopefully. Or sneak them in there. Whatever you need to do. And then go out. It's going to be that. (laughs) That's it. And then go out and play some golf. 